Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, the audio version of our Facebook Live series, Art Talk Tuesday. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and I am so excited that you're here to catch the weekly replay of my laid-back yet very inspiring conversations with other full-time professional artists. The purpose of this series is to show aspiring artists like you that it is completely possible to make a great career out of this art thing. And if you ever want to join us live and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop over to facebook.com groups slash artist academy every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'll see you there. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time art business. I've been a professional artist for over five years with paintings in several different countries and a client list that includes high-profile companies such as Bass Pro, O'Reilly's, Duck Commander, and many, many more. So I figured out what it takes to build an art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. Go to advancedmember.com, that's advancedmember.com to learn more. This week, we have Lindsay Coyman interviewing live. I was drawn to Lindsay's vibrant, psychedelic, trippy style of painting animals. It's kind of similar to my own rainbow style animal paintings, which probably explains why I love her art so much, but I think it's so interesting how two different artists in completely separate cities are drawn to the same kind of style Yep, we both put our own spin on it. For a long time, I got so caught up in the idea of, oh, someone has already thought of that. So if they have already, or they're already doing this style of, of animal painting or whatever, then I'd be copying them if I did it too. But that's not rational at all. <laughs> I know several artists who do similar things and they all execute it very differently. You can tell the difference between his painting and her painting just like you can tell the difference between mine and Lindsay's paintings, even though they're the same subject and the same style. We both just put our own spin on it. I love Lindsay's positive energy in this episode and how open and honest she is about her art journey. If you're still in the transitioning period between having art as your side hustle and hoping to go full-time, then I bet you'll be able to relate to a lot of what Lindsay has to say. Okay, so enough of the intro. I'll press play so you can see what I'm talking about. Hello! Okay! <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I was just kind of int introing you. Um, mm -hmm. I've been following you for a while, and just I love that I love your style. Thank it's very you. similar to my own, and I think that's why I maybe just resonate with it. The, yeah. the rainbowy animals, and I'm like, oh yes. So I was, so I sent out an invite to you, and you were like, yeah, I want to be on. I'm like, yes. I know. I was, <laughs> I was so excited, okay, so. and I love your work. I follow you too. We both have um, a love for colorful <laughs> animals. So <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I feel like people like that almost have like a similar personality too, like very kind of uppity, happy, quirky. Yeah, um, if you could just 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, if you could just kind of introduce yourself. Uh, the first question on here is always, what was the tipping point that took you from hobby to professional artist? But yeah. If you could just kind of introduce yourself, maybe just tell a little bit about that, who you are, and just anybody who doesn't follow you already, um, who's about to, just tell them who you are. Yeah, um, my name's Lindsay Coyman, and, um, you know, I just, I grew up in Dallas, Texas, and I kind of, after high school, lived all over the place trying to find my calling and I've always been into art since I was younger it's kind of always been something I've I'm interested in I've gotten um, good response to and I was just pursuing other things and art was always that constant that I would go back to so I went to school in Louisiana and then um, and then I left and I lived in North Carolina for a little bit and all the, all the while still drawing, just kind of doing it as a hobby. And when I lived in Austin, so I was just kind of living around. When I lived back in Austin, I went to school for skincare, for aesthetics. And I thought, okay, you know, okay. Um, this is something that I'm interested in. And it's hands-on, which I love. And on the side, I was drawing and I, I just couldn't really figure out what I wanted to do. And it sort of evolved into a, a side job where people would say, hey, can you draw my pets or can you do this for, for me? And um, it just kind of, yeah, happened organically that way. And I really loved it. It was the one thing I was, I was interested in and that kept my interest. So I built that up and now I'm back in Dallas and here I am. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's, I feel like... I feel like that's a very similar story to a lot of people. They're like, mm -hmm. well, I got asked to draw this little thing or this pet or this, and then just kind of like, it just kind of goes from there. So like word of mouth was your more, was your like yeah. starting point. And it's funny because I've talked to um, other artists. I know I can't speak for everybody, but for me, I know that it almost feels like, like it's just a drive. It's not really a choice. It's that one thing that we love to do. And we want to make mm -hmm. happen. So we're just like, okay, how can we make a career out of this? How can I make, um, this is what I love. This is kind of where everything I have invested in is right here. So how can I make this work? And it's difficult, but it's definitely worth it. And it's kind of like, yeah. you kind of get addicted to the journey of it, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, we have people commenting, and Chrissy says, so true, and I feel like all of us are just like, yep, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I know, I was talking to one person, they're like, and they said it perfectly, and I was just like, you know, um, I think I ignored it for a very long time, but I thought, this isn't a way for me to make money, this isn't realistic, and those negative thoughts aren't beneficial at all, because right now we live in, in a time where we really can make it happen, and they were saying, what else am I going to do? And I'm like, yeah, completely. What else am I going to do? This is what I love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So what makes up your typical work day and how many hours do you currently spend painting, do you think? Um, you know, it kind of changes throughout every day and every week. I, I try to paint every day. Um, I'm a mom of an awesome two-year-old daughter. So, um, yeah, she's great. So, I don't think I knew that. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. So it's just kind of compartmentalizing um, my time between my clients with the aesthetic, which I also, also do from that um, lash extension. So that's what I do right now on the side. 
and um, and I love yeah, them. That's my a big clients. thing right now. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. So um, and I love my clients as well. So it's it's making time for them. I would say about twenty percent of my time I'm doing that, and then eighty percent I'm doing art. So I would say an average of I maybe two hours a day, give or take. Sometimes when I have a whole day to do it, I'll knock out seven hours or if I'm feeling really, if I have a deadline, that'll definitely motivate me. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know. So um, once my daughter is in daycare and um, I kind of have a, a clear schedule, I'm going to try to make it just sort of a full-time job like an eight to five where I can just work but I'm also my studio is in my living room so there are times where I'm in my bed and I can't sleep yeah. and I'm like all right well I guess I'm just gonna go paint so it just kind of depends but I try I try to touch the canvas every day if I can yeah definitely yeah, we're, we're in the middle of a 100 day challenge of where you spend at least 30 minutes a day yeah um painting or drawing or whatever that's that's so important yeah I feel like I feel like the best ones too they're like they they get to they make themselves paint every day even though it's not like it's not always the most fun thing, yeah. you know, sometimes we have to make, make ourselves doing it. Yeah. yeah. So I love to hear you say that. Oh yeah. I'm definitely, um, and yeah, <laughs> I think uh, I was Maybe. reading something on um, how inspiration, you know, it's kind of like the Holy grail to artists, right? We need it. We thrive off of it, mm -hmm. but we, it's not required. And I think that's so important to remember because when it's there, it's awesome, but don't bank on it. And when you can still work through it, it's a huge thing and it's, it's sort of just building good habits. So, um, yeah, I think that is important. Definitely true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely have it. Yeah. The habit of just so, yeah. And also I'm in my spare bedroom right now. Yeah. So like your, your, your living room, I feel like I, I thought about getting a studio outside of the home and I'm like, but I could paint in my pajamas here. Like, yeah, yeah. You know? Whenever you want. I know. Um, yeah. I know when my friends come over, they're like, what do you do here? And I'm like, I paint. <laughs> it's just like my, like no, no TV in my living room. My TV's in my bedroom. It's literally just a kitchen, a couch, and then my projects. <laughs> So I, yeah. which is, which is awesome. Like you said, I think there's pros and cons. Maybe if you have a studio outside, I've always thought that that would make you more motivated to work because you're there. So you're not distracted, mm -hmm. but I like the convenience, yeah. uh, the convenience of having it here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so can you talk us through your painting process? Are there mm -hmm. any methods or techniques that you've picked up through your years of experience? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I pretty much any material I can get my hands on, I use. So I'm mixed media. Yeah. I, I can't choose. I like it all. I, um, I work with oil. I would say, I'd say mainly, but I love acrylic as well. Um, so I just blend those. And actually, this sounds kind of weird, but I like calligraphy ink. I think that's helped make colors oh. pop. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll get the in the calligraphy bottles, Dr. Phil's is the brand that I've used. And at the bottom, it kind of has this iridescent, like, so if it's blue, it almost has like a sparkly iridescent at the bottom and I'll mix it up and I'll just put it on blue acrylic that I have on my canvas. And it just kind of makes it pop. That's one thing that I've noticed. Yeah. So I just kind of play around with it. Um, the one thing that's, I always start with the eye of an animal. So that's the one thing I know that I always go off of and then I feel like 
same. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like everything <laughs> else is just a big experiment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like, why, why do you start with the eye? Cause I feel like that's like where the most detail is and that's where my patients it needs to be, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's because it helps us scale it better or just the measurements. I don't know. It, or if, if, or maybe it's because that's where we look at people and animals is in their eye. I have no idea. That's a good question. Cause I'm naturally drawn to always doing the eye first. I wonder, I wonder what, it, how it would affect us if we started at the ear or at a different body part and went from there. <laughs> Cause we're so yeah. used to starting yeah, at the eye. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so is there one thing you don't like to paint without? Yeah, um, I don't like to paint without linseed oil. I think I use that religiously through my whole entire painting process. It just kind of helps smooth out the surface. What is that exactly? Linseed oil, it's, um, okay. it's a L-I-N-D-S-E-E-D -E -E oil. And a lot of times it's for oil or acrylic and I use it just throughout and even for even if you're not a mixed media artist if you're an oil oil painter or acrylic painter it's great it just helps make the colors a little bit brighter and smooths it out and so I've noticed a huge difference like night and day when I use it and when I don't so that's something I always always use constantly actually so so is is that something you mix in or is you, you can, put on the top or? you can, you can mix it in. Okay. You can put it on the top. I like to, um, I'll just put it in a little cup on the side. And so then I'll make my palette. And whenever I go to like, dip my brush in my oil or acrylic, whatever I'm doing, I'll also just then dip my brush in the linseed oil on when I already have the oil or acrylic on my brush. And then I go paint on the canvas and a little goes a long way yeah i i think you'll love mm -hmm. it i've i've am always buying that stuff it's great yeah and it's oh, kind of like okay, a natural cool. finish um, to it too which i like like you know if you varnish a painting it yeah. kind of already puts that in there for you and then once you do varnish it i notice it pops a lot more so that's something that um just kind oh. of um i fell in love with when i when i tried it but yeah, you should yeah, try it. Okay. I think you'll like it. Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yeah. Um, last week, uh, Brooke, she had this palette that she highly recommended. It has like a lid on it and it has like a sponge in it too, to where it like keeps it um, like moist inside there. So like her, her uh, acrylic paints last forever. So I, I love your guys' answers. So everybody. Oh, that's answers, really cool. Answer is so different. Yeah. Her, yeah, hers is a palette and yours is this. And I'm like, I'm going to pick up both of those things. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> and I think that's that's so uh, important is talking about it. We can always learn more things from each other. Like, it, there's always things to learn and tips to tips to share. So, yeah, I'll have to where, look Where that. do you usually get her, get yours? Um, Olga asked, or yeah, Olga asked, um, Thomas said you could get it at Walmart, but do you get it? Where do you get it? Um, linseed oil. Um, I get, I can mm -hmm. just get mine at Michael's or, um, any art store, Walmart. I didn't know Walmart had it actually. Yeah. That's cool. I'm gonna have to oh, try that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's pretty easy. It's, it's in the paint section. So, and they have different kinds as well. And I just get the one for oil and acrylic. Oh, okay. Oh, that, that, I'm, I'm surprised that you could use it for both since they're so different. Yeah. Um, I, 
I don't know if, if you're supposed to. I do it. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it works. <laughs> it could say on my yeah. bottle right now for specifically oil, and I'm just like, all right. <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. Whatever works for you. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, are there any lessons that you've learned the hard way with painting? Oh, yeah. Um, I think I learn a lesson the hard way every month. Um, but probably, yeah. <laughs> probably pricing is always hard as an artist. You want, to, you want to give everyone your art. You want to make it affordable for everybody. But you also don't want to ship yourself or... Or, you know, just give yourself that credit. You put a lot of time in it. You know, I think the one thing I've never, I've never regretted keeping a painting because um, I wanted a certain amount for it, for it. But I have regretted letting a painting go and feeling like it was worth more. And it's almost not even about the money in a way. It's like you just have this attachment for that piece that you poured your soul into and your time into. And it's hard. I think that was the hardest lesson I learned is how to price my work and um, how to say no, how to say no is a big one um, that I think a lot of people struggle with, including myself, know your limit and including myself as well. It's hard. You want to be able yeah. to do everything for, for everyone, but you just can't. And um, we only have two hands. So we can only, we yeah. can only work so fast, but that's, that's a big one too. Yeah, definitely. And I think I'm still working on that, but that's a lesson I keep learning is, is how to say no. And I never regret, regret doing things for people. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it's just more time efficient if, if you plan out your projects ahead of time. Mm -hmm. definitely um have you made like a certain pricing structure that works for you like maybe like a dollar per square inch or or a dollar amount per square inch or like a sizing or just do you do your time is that how is that yeah your pricing structure? I usually do um material time and materials that I put into it so how big the canvas is mm -hmm. how long it's going to take me um is is usually how I price it I haven't really done the, the square, the square inch. I've, I've heard of that method. Um, but I usually stick to, um, how much money I spend on materials, how much, how much materials go into it, the size of the canvas, and then how much time I'm working on it. And it's, I, that's exactly what I do. Yeah. Well. And it's kind of hard to tell until the very end, like you can work with a certain price range, you know, and go from there, but it's hard to tell how long you're going to spend on a piece until you're done with it. I know if I have a piece, I joke because I tell people I will turn my, my paintings around when they're done so I don't see them because I will continuously work on it. It never looks finished yeah. to me. So it, there'll be something about it where I'm like, oh, I can, I can add this to it or I, more can be done over here. And I just turn around. I'm like, I can't look at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's a really good idea. Actually, yeah, because yeah, sometimes, sometimes they just sit around and you're like, uh, like eye in it, you know, when you should be doing something else. Yeah, there's an, that's another thing about having it in your in your home. You'll be eating cereal, staring at your painting, like, huh? Should I add more blue? <laughs> so. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, with your so I was gonna ask with your your rainbow animals. Do you have like mm -hmm. a method that you use for that? 
It's like with rainbows, it's so, I found out in the beginning, it's so easy for it to look a mess really quick, yeah. you know, like almost just like, and I feel like there needs to be like strategy behind it. And people don't even realize that there's, I didn't realize at first that there's a strategy behind it, whether using like cool colors, warm colors, do you have like a few, like do your black first or do you, what's your like rainbow animal technique? Um, so that's a good question. I, I normally, I feel like I use every color, um, and, and all of it, but a lot of it comes from, so my inspiration comes from, um, wildlife photographers. I think mainly I'll see a photo and I, and I love it. And then I just kind of, um, I feel like, I feel like there's almost like colors within colors within colors. Like if you look at a purple, you can see shades of blue or shades of lighter purple. And you just kind of go from there and you play with it. And that's sort of what I do. So I'll take the natural tones from a photo that I see. And, um, um, and then I'll just go from there and play with it. Like my lion, I did sort of a glitchy, a glitchy thing with it where I made, there's four eyes. Trippy. Yeah. 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 I went, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that one, I just played around until I, I felt like it was where I wanted it. And that's another thing. I think it's just having confidence in, in your painting and doing what you want to do and knowing that, okay, you know, if this isn't looking exactly how I want it to right now, I'm just going to keep working with it, keep playing with it, walk away from it if you need to, and then come back to it. Um, and that's kind of what I do. I, I almost don't even, I have an idea of how a painting will look going into it, but it's always a little bit different than I envisioned it in the beginning. Yeah. Definitely. So with the rainbows, yeah, I, so I just, relate to that. Yeah. And so with the rainbow colors, I just kind of um, play off of uh, what I what I have and then just keep going from there and adding more. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Yvette just chimed in. She goes, your rainbow, your rainbow animals are really cool. Love the buffalo and the tricky lion also. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> Let's see. Um, let's see. Um, do you have a favorite past project? Is it the lion? Because that's my favorite. But oh. <laughs> what's your favorite past project? I like I like all of them, but I think my favorite might be one that I did called Miso's Ego, which is the panther. And um, I think mainly because it was kind of the turning point in my art where I feel like it's that that one is the one that really got me into painting animals specifically. So, I mean, I've always just dabbled yeah. with everything, but I would say, I would say that one, but it's a, it's a close call. I think every artist has, um, a, a love for every, every painting they make. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> do you, do you find it hard to like let paintings go when you sell them or? Yeah. I mean, it's bittersweet. Um, but I am mainly happy because I'm just happy that someone loves it so much and wants to give it a good home and that I'm able to do what I love to do. So if anything, yeah. it just makes me feel really grateful. Okay. So, um, we were talking about, uh, your panther and yeah, I think, um, oh yeah, I think that <laughs> one, if I have to choose a favorite, it would be the panther, but it's a close call it. <laughs> yeah. What's your, what's your favorite one? Yeah. Do you have a favorite one that you've painted? Oh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Really, like, I'm <laughs> it's hard. Um, I liked, I really like the rainbow zebra. 
because that was like a transition point for me to from like normal animals to rainbow animals and I was like so scared to do that thinking that people wouldn't take me seriously if I was painting rainbow animals you know they thinking that was childish and so I wanted to do that for a year and I just didn't so I was like no like nobody's gonna take me seriously and then I did it and everybody loved it I was like it was like a weight lifted off your shoulders yeah and it's an awesome piece so you had it in the back of your mind and you finally made it happen yeah that is awesome yeah (laughs) I'm I'm such a big advocate of people like doing what they really love like people are like no but people are buying this and I'm like no 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 like do what you love like you're you're so right and I think that people can tell that you love to do it right when you put your passion and your soul into it and then you you kind of paint for yourself and then people catch on to that. So, yeah. And you're just more excited in your captions. You're more, you're just, it's overall like a better thing. It's just you, you put more yourself into it. Yeah. It's so funny that people are so scared to do it that I was too. Like, also like there, I I knew that there were a couple other people doing rainbow animals like you and like, do you, do you follow uh, Sophie T art? She does like some rainbow animals. I think I do. Yeah. 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 And so I, I saw I her I doing it and I was like, well, yeah, I was like, she's already doing it. So I can't do it. And I'm like, I was like that's not real. Yeah. <laughs> I think those are all natural reactions. Like everyone's, <laughs> everyone's scared to put themselves out there and, and be judged. But then once you do it, you're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, and also, I actually like this. really cares as much as we think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. They don't. Yeah. That's funny. That's so true though. We are we are our worst <laughs> critics for sure. So true. <laughs> it's just good, like just saying it out loud for people. Just a reminder, like you it are is. your worst critic. <laughs> you are. <laughs> um, do you, what are your future plans and goals? Are you have any upcoming paintings that you're working on that you love, or like any commissions, or what's going on in the world of Lindsay in Dallas? <laughs> yeah, I have um I have a skyline of Dallas actually I'm working on, and I'm really excited because it's the first. Um, painting I've done that isn't an animal in a while, which I mean, I love doing animals, but it's a little different. So um, I haven't, I actually haven't done a skyline on canvas before. So this is going to be my first one. I've done it on watercolor a long time ago, but this will be my first actual painting. So I'm really excited about that. And then I have a couple animal commissions I'm working on as well. Yeah. That's nice to be able to switch it up too. And like, just to not get burnt out. Mm -hmm. One thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It, it kind of keeps, um, keeps inspiration alive and it keeps you going. So I feel like, I don't know. I know I, I, I always have three projects going at once. Do you ever feel like that where you're just working on kind of (laughs) like your mind is all over the place? Yes. And then once you like finish those three, you're like, I can breathe and yeah. then you just get three more, I feel like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <start. exactly. laughs> yeah, never ending cycle. But it's great. I think it's kind of yeah. addictive too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You, you like you crush one goal and you're like, okay, bring on the next one and then you just yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so is there any advice you would give artists who want to make art their full time time career? but just don't know where to start. Like what's a good like starting point for someone who's just maybe a hobby artist or a part-time or something who really just wants to just give it a go. Um, I think, you know, as it sounds so simple, but 
just starting. I, it's really hard to find a perfect time because I think um, actually doing it and putting yourself out there, you learn as you go. I think with a career like this, it's hard to have all your ducks in a row and just be like, okay, now I'm ready. You know, I did my, I did my first print release in January of the bison and I was so nervous and I, I knew going into it that I, there was going to be things that I looked at and I was like, okay, I want to change this. I want to do this differently next time. This didn't go as planned. So it's just, it's doing it and, um, and having confidence and faith in yourself. And I think being comfortable with the idea, cause you're, I mean, failure is inevitable. You're going to mess up. You're going to, and it's just getting comfortable with that. So just start, just put yourself out there, whether it's doing it on the weekends or whenever you have free time. And it's just kind of going from there. And I feel like with art, it's hard to have a clear path. You just sort of get opportunities as you go. So, and, and yeah. but you'll find, you'll definitely find your way. You just have to have fun with it. Don't put too much pressure on yourself and, and go for it. Definitely. That's great advice to just start. Just I think start. even like to relate to that in the beginning when I just started, I like had it in my head that I needed to like meet a whole lot of people doing like this yes. other business that, that I was doing. And I was like, one day I'll start it. And then once I, once I did like one big painting, like people started to hear about it and I did another and I was like, well, I should have just started a long time ago. Like instead yeah. of waiting for this perfect moment, that's Ex never going to happen. You know? Exactly. I think we get in, in our heads yeah. and we think, oh, now's not a good time. Now's not a good time. But then you notice whenever you do it, you're like, oh, this isn't that bad. And so you just keep, keep yeah. going for it and it works out for you. And I think anything that you really have a lot of passion and drive into, it's going to work out eventually when you may hit some speed bumps yeah. and, um, have some curveballs thrown at you, but uh, in the long run, it'll be worth it. Definitely. Yes, I love your answer. It's so simple, but like maybe something people just need to hear, you know, like and everybody at one point needs to hear too. I love it. So yeah, I mean, it's it's great to be prepared. Don't get me wrong. You know, do a little bit of research. <laughs> yeah. One thing, but... <laughs> one thing that I did is I looked at um, artists who I admire and kind of saw what their business strategies were, kind of looked at their websites. Okay, how do they do this? Or how do they do that? Or how, um, how do they interact with people? Or um, what shows do they do? And I think that was a good guideline. So that's, that's what I did is I just um, sort of checked out artists that I personally admire and I like their work and things that have been working for them and just tried to apply it with my own strategy and, and make it work for me so just pick and choose what works best for you and your schedule definitely yeah even that like look at what other people are doing kind of a thing and yeah even copying but like no I feel like people it's, it even goes back to like the rainbow animal thing like we can look at other people and see what they're doing and like copy in a way but you still make it your own and yeah. that's just another thing like the people don't worry about copying other people just because they're going to these shows like you can do it too. You're going to do it in your own way kind of a thing. That's yeah. Awesome. Everybody's journey is different. And I think also talking to other artists about it, like we are right now, it makes a huge difference as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, thank you so much for giving your time. And I'm so glad that we got. Thank you. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so sorry. No, you're so fine. And, and so I'm fine. honestly, I feel like anything that I touch that's technology <laughs> breaks. So this is just perfect. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for, for having me.
Yeah, I'm so glad I got to virtually meet you and we you will too. stay in touch on Instagram and all Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes, we will. Right. Have a good night. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time art business. I've been a professional artist for over five years with paintings in several different countries and a client list that includes high-profile companies such as Bass Pro, O'Reilly's, Duck Commander, and many, many more. So I figured out what it takes to build an art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. Go to advancedmember.com, that's advancedmember.com to learn more. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Also, if you ever want to join us live and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop on over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I'll see you next week.